0: Are we ready to be the sons and daughters that Jesus paid for? Are we ready to be the ones that release hope from us to a world that needs hope? Are we ready to lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, looking for the opportunities every day in our everyday lives to release the kingdom? Are we ready to do that? Do you think Jesus is ready? He's been ready for about 2,000 years, I think. He's ready for his church to do her thing. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we declare that we belong to you. We are yours. You bought us with a price the precious blood of Jesus. And Lord, we mark a line in the sand tonight and we step across that line. We leave behind the the complacent, the fearful, the shameful, all that that light. We leave that behind and we press in towards you. And we say, Lord, we are going to grab a hold of everything that you paid for us to have. We're not going to go to heaven And see all the stuff up in heaven that you intended to be down here. When we go to heaven, we want to see empty shelves. Empty shelves. Of all the provision that you paid for to be released here on earth. And so Jesus, we say yes to you. We say yes to releasing your kingdom. We say yes to partnering with you. And we say no to fear. Because fear has torment, but perfect love casts out fear. And we choose to walk in love. We choose to walk in love. This world needs God's love. Like never before. Amen? And he's commissioning you tonight to go and be his people out there. And to do his stuff. And we say to him, yes. We say yes. yes. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. This has just been an amazing weekend. And as we've been saying all weekend, it's going to get gooder, right? Gooder and gooder. No, gooder and gooder. I said that right? All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to remind you guys that if you would like to sow into Chris Score's ministry, we do have an offering box out there on the table. We have offering boxes on the wall. You can also give online. Go to OK, org, and you can give online. And there may be a spot that says uh, offering for Chris Score. If not, put it somewhere in the memo. Tag it and everything we receive for him. We will make sure he gets that. But I just want to give you guys an opportunity. Because we're not passing out the plate, I don't want you to think that we're not wanting to take the opportunity to sow into his ministry and his life. Okay? So, um, and if you forget, if you go home and say, oh, man, I forgot. That's why we have technology online. All right? So, I don't want to take any more time, but let's just welcome to Stillwater our brother Chris Gore.
1: Sounds like we've got some free people in here tonight, <laughs> particularly this corner. <laughs> it says in John, "Who the sun sets free is free indeed." Oh mean, We've got so much to be free about, and we've got a good God. You know, it says in uh, it says in John twelve thirty one. It says, uh, "Now is the judgment of this world. Now the prince of this ruler will be cast down, and if I am lifted up." I'll draw all peoples to myself. I love that verse, but unfortunately it's one of the mis, most misquoted verses that I know of in the Bible. It's funny how the prophetic movement takes that verse and they say, now is the judgment, see God's judging, and the prayer movement take that verse and say, and if he be lifted up, he'll draw peoples to himself. Well, peoples was never in the original manuscript. So what it actually says is, I'll draw all to myself. And when we put the verse in context of what's actually being said, the very next verse says, by this he's signifying how he was going to die. Man, I just want to set Christians free from the fear of being judged. Because when he was lifted upon the cross, it said he'll draw all to himself. What did he draw to himself? Now is the judgment. At the cross, he took our judgment that we can be free. We should be the most free people in the world. Three of you agree, all right. I'll just preach something else. <laughs> we should be a free people, amen. You guys had a who's, who's here tonight for the first time, all right? Bless you guys. Where is that, uh, where is that precious lady that I was just speaking to in the lobby that, that uh, had cancer? Where is she? Oh, there you are. Did you have, do you have this? It's for you. There we go. God bless you too. And do you have this? It's for you. Huh? We, we ministered to her last night. she had uh, she said. We got a diagnosis of cancer, right? And she said, she said, I woke up last night of this, just this pain through here, and then I just started profusely sweating. She said, what do you think that is? And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like a cancer coming out to me. <laughs> your body's just detoxing. I look forward to the report on that one. man. And um, this one here, uh, the spirit that destroys chaos, this is the revelation that God gave me how to see autism and mental health healed. Do you have this? Is for you too. I should have just had to wait to stay here, right? You're getting, you're getting some exercise. Mm.
2: All
1: right. I'll wait for you to go back. and I'll <laughs> <laughs> This message is a living victorious in the fire. This is probably... Probably something that I'm going to do tomorrow morning, and uh, I want to give it to you guys. There we go. Don't try and plug it into your computer, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) You just go to the back, the website, and then you key in that code in the box, and it will download automatically into you. have got a computer or an iPhone or something, a dumb phone or something. And the message of download. It's prepaid, so you don't have to pay for it. All right. Well, I wanted to thank uh, CJ and Lisa for for having me and having my team. Uh, You got some good pastors here. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. And this is just like yeah, whenever I talk to him it's like you're just talking to Mr. Hopeful just kind of like breeds enthusiasm and hope it's like man I, I don't know I just feel encouraged when I hang around you it's like yeah I'll take some of that thank you and uh, thank you for looking after our team so well and just the what the I'm going home I'm going to have to lose some weight <laughs> I just have nothing been eaten since I got here bacon <laughs> coffee eggs. Yum. Fresh farm eggs. Yeah, thank you so much for for just getting to know you and the way you looked after the team. It's not over yet. We've got tomorrow, but uh, I'm off tomorrow afternoon after the service and oh, after lunch, I need to get to the airport and fly in to get some personal ministry. <laughs> for those that are not there and like the first time you've been here, I'm going skiing. The white stuff's going to minister to me. At <laughs> uh, Breckenridge for the for the day. I'm speaking on Monday night and Tuesday night. But I got I got to ski all day Monday. Then I got to drive two hours, have a quick shower, and then go and speak Monday night. So it's like I'm suffering. <laughs> Just think of me having a long, be like exercising all day and then have to go to work at night. <laughs> but it'll be fun. I wanted to um, I wanted to share a real simple message with you tonight, and I told you yesterday that we're going to barbecue up some sacred cows. And uh, I wanted to systematically this chapter is in the book Walking in Supernatural Healing Power, and it's in the workbook, and uh, it may it may vary a little because it just got some you know a couple bits of extra revelation as, you know, since I wrote the book. Um, but you know, I and I, I want to recap on a verse that's probably one of the most important verses to me. Uh, that I've already mentioned two or three times since I've been here, but in Hebrews one three, it says that he is the exact representation of the Father. That he is the exact representation of the Father. NIV says the Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. In the message it says this Son, Jesus, perfectly mirrors God and is stamped with God's nature. In the NASB it says that he is the exact representation of his nature, See, the Greek word expressed image speaks of, a, speaks of an identical copy or a perfect representation of the Father. So if we want to know what the Father is like, we just need to look at the person of Jesus. And when we see the person of Jesus, we've seen the Father. See, we can't, questions that exist about God's nature in the Old Testament were clarified in the New Testament, our role model for ministry must be that of Jesus. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. That is our role model. That's what, what we must base our lives on. Is Jesus Christ is our is our role model? And we don't see Jesus blessing hurricanes, welcoming earthquakes, and making people sick to teach them character. What we see in the person of Jesus that he's calming storms. Everyone that came to him, he healed. Every funeral he went to, he messed it up, including his own. See, there's lots of questions that exist in the Old Covenant, but the questions that exist in the Old Covenant were to point to a need that we needed a Savior. And Jesus comes along, and he he is that Savior. And I think for too long, we've taken the healing ministry of the church, and we've based it on a misunderstanding of the heart of God. There's lots of misunderstandings. There's lots of things in the old covenant I don't understand. But what I do understand is that he was pointing to a need that we needed a savior. And Jesus comes along and he is that perfect representation of a father. He must become our role model for ministry. And what we've done as a church is that, when I say church, please hear me right. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about one around the corner. <clears throat> I'm joking, I didn't mean that one, I meant the other one. Right. I'm just, and I'm talking about the church in the general sense, is that what we've done as a church is that we have, in our powerlessness in the healing ministry, we've, we've, adjusted, the, we've adjusted and created our own theology to justify a lack of power. And what we've now done is that we've, we've projected that powerlessness upon people. Excuse me, come out. <coughs> we 've projected that powerlessness upon people to justify our lack of power, and it 's not what jesus that 's not the model that Jesus set for us and What I want to do tonight is that in creating our theologies around our powerlessness we 've created fortified fortified strongholds in the minds of the believers, and we wonder now why we don 't see the kingdom come i 'm thankful. I'm thankful that it's changing, that we are seeing the kingdom come. And and this uh, this particular message, not that it's preached like this in the healing rooms. In our healing rooms, we have we minister to about just on sixteen thousand guests a year that come through our healing rooms. I have 919 volunteers that operate in my healing rooms. We're the largest healing rooms in the world. We also have sixteen hundred people that receive ministry that come in via Skype. We have Skype in our healing room, so you can come in on a Saturday morning and be live with an operator, one-on-one over Skype, and they they will minister to you. And we haven't made that a big published thing because we only wanted to grow as fast as we could handle the growth that's coming in, so we kind of keep it quiet. It's on the website and don't advertise it, but it's, it's there. So we take 1,600 phone calls a year or video calls a year from people dialing in, and we just we just ministered to them from that from all over the world and one of my favorite was there's a man i think it was in norway he came in and and um, the, I, I remember the ministry team member calling me over this is so it was so funny we were sitting there ministering to this they're sitting there ministering to this man in norway and he's sitting at the end of the table it was just him in the house it's just this long table and he had the computer set up at one end and it was filming him at the other and he's sitting there receiving ministry and he just like this, he goes You just hear thump. He's gone. And we're like, Hello. Are you are you okay? I mean, what do you do? Did he have a heart attack and curl over? Or you know, we're like yelling, Hello, is anybody there? You know, is his wife there? Or you know? And we sat there for fifteen minutes and nothing happened. And fifteen minutes later, this hand comes up. And he pulls himself up. And he said, you wouldn't believe what just happened. And he's sobbing. he said, I had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus just walked in the room. And I I physically saw him. And he touched me. And the guy just falls off the chair. We just held on for 15 minutes. We, you know, they're like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. We just saw this empty chair. <laughs> just this empty chair for 15, 20 minutes until he finally crawls up. So, so we have, uh, So we have Skype in the healing rooms. But what we do is we... We teach people, before they come in to receive ministry, we teach them a class which is called um, Encounter the Healer. I'm the boss, and I forgot what it's called. (laughs) And to look to my team, just get some acknowledgement, I'd call it the right thing. (laughs) I told you last night that I'm the director of the healing rooms, but I'm no good at my job. I'm literally no good at my job. I don't know what I'm doing. I live in such in the deep end. (laughs) I just got a great team around me that kind of make me look like a genius and I don't know what I'm doing. And we bring them into the healing rooms and we minister to the people in teaching first for about 25 minutes. Because what we're trying to do is break down the fortified strongholds in their mind of their theology of healing of what the religion has taught them. Because if we can remove the lies of what they've been taught... Then when they come into the healing rooms, do they go into another room where there's live worship going on, and then they get called through to another room where they get ministered to? That when we get to that room, what we've effectively done is kick their crutches out from under them. I'm not talking about their physical crutches. I'm talking about the fortified strongholds that they lean on for all the excuses of why they shouldn't, why they haven't been healed. That when they come in to be prayed for, it's just much easier for the ministry team just to minister to them and get them and get them healed. And I want to run through some of those points that we've discovered in our journey is that the first one I wanted to talk about is uh, the, the, performance, uh, the performance doubt. And often we have this, this doubt built in us about our performance, about whether we're good enough to be healed. And it's not actually about how good you are, it's about good, how good he is. It's not about your performance and your works. It's about his performance and his works. This is not a self-centered gospel. This is a Christ-centered gospel. It's about how good our Heavenly Father is. And, and if it's about our performance and it's about what we've done, then I've got something to tell you is that Christ died in vain. There's no need for Christ to die if it was about what we can pay for and it can be about what we work for. It's not about what we pay for. It's not about what we work for. It's about what he's paid for and what he's worked for. There's a passage in, uh, in Matthew chapter 15. Oh, I lost Matthew. I was going the wrong way. There's a passage in Matthew 15, and it's one of my favorite stories that I feel like just articulates the performance mentality so well. And it's the story of the Syrophoenician woman who comes to Jesus, and she says that when Jesus departed from the region of Ty and Sidon, and behold, a woman, of Canaan, came from that region, and she cried out, saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Uh, I'm sorry, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. We know the story. And it isn't. I've, I heard it a couple of years ago. Um, someone on a Friday night service is preaching. I look after that service. But someone is preaching that. Um, actually, I'll come back to that line. Because then I miss my punchline. That when we actually read that passage. How many of you actually know what the next verse is? See, there's not many people that I've discovered that know what the very next verse says most of them say oh didn't he call her a dog and didn't he say about the house of Israel and no no there's something before he said all of that and what he said before all of that is that in verse 23 he said absolutely nothing he said he answered her not a word and I heard it said in a Friday night service a couple of years ago that Jesus didn't answer the woman a word because Jesus wanted to see how desperate she was. See, it's not our desperation that gets us healed. If it was our desperation that got us healed, we'd all be healed. And if it was our need that moved the hand of God, Africa and India would be fed. So it leads to the question I, I read this passage and it really, it really, really bothered me for a number of years that he answered her not a word, because it doesn't sound like the Jesus that I've been talking about this whole weekend, that everybody that came to him got healed, except this lady who comes, cries out, and he didn't answer her. So the question to me was, why did Jesus not answer her a word? Now, this is the way I'm wired. I find a passage, and I'm like, I gotta do this, what, why, why not? And I dig, and I dig, and I dig, until I find the answer. See, the son of David... The the, the title of son of David was a title that was reserved for the Jews to address Jesus by. You could not call Jesus the son of David if you are not a Jew. See, this lady is not a Jew. This lady is known as the Syrophoenician woman or the Gentile woman. So she comes to Jesus crying out, son of David, she's actually crying out using the term son of David because she's, pretend, she's trying to pretend to be somebody that she's not. She's trying to pretend to be a Jewish woman because she knows that Jesus was sent to the Jews, not to the Gentiles. So if she can come and cry out, oh, son of David, if I can just make him think I'm a Jew, I'm going to get what I want. Now, she's, she just forgot. She's I'm trying to trick Jesus here. I mean, of you tried fooling Jesus? It doesn't kind of work out too well, right? And so she's trying, to, she's trying to fool Jesus, and Jesus answered her, not a word. Now, we know that Jesus heard her, because then it says, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out after us. And he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. See, what happens in the Christian circle is that we become so performance oriented that we think it's about our works and our performance. It's not about our works and our performance. It's about his works and his performance. See, Jesus doesn't want us to come pretending that we're trying to pretend to be somebody else. Well, Jesus, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm absolutely perfect. I've never sinned. I am ready to be healed. It's like, yeah, try falling Jesus. He actually just wants you to come as you are. And I believe that the greatest act of humility is that when we can actually just come to Jesus as we are, because that's exactly how he wants you to come to him, just as you are, because if you're not coming as you are, you're actually coming based on your works and your performance. You guys doing okay? You've been quiet on me tonight. A little bit more quiet than the worship. <laughs> See, I've got good news for you is that when we actually come as we are, we leave as he is. He's not sick. He's holy. He's without sin. He's righteous. See, he actually just wants us to come as we are and interesting that if we actually had really got a capture of that revelation we're more about telling people, well you can come to church but you better clean yourself up before you come what if we actually just had them come as they are and we opened our door to the world and we stopped judging and started loving because Jesus wants us to come, he wants people to come just as they are I got a saying is that I, I'll catch the fish, I let him clean them up so my job to clean up the fish. I just catch them. Amen. When I was, um, it's the same in being used by used in healing. Is that God just wants to use us just as we are? He's not waiting. If you're waiting to be perfect to be used, well, you'll probably never get used. Because I know that I'm probably n- never going to be perfect. Well, I in fact, I can say that with confidence. I'm. <laughs> On this earth, I'm never going to be perfect. <laughs> I don't think I know. <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm never going to be perfect. In and, and 2013, I was doing a healing school in, um, in New Zealand at a friend's church with uh, Randy Clark. I don't know. Many of you know Randy Clark? And uh, and um, I, I, fly, I fly United Airlines, which is uh, Star Alliance, um, but when I fly to New Zealand, I have access into the Star Alliance lounges anywhere in the world. Now, the in New Zealand Star Alliance lounge is probably the flashiest one I've seen in the world. It, I mean, it's very funny because in America, like the longest flights, probably seven hours, and you get cheese sticks and carrots. <laughs> and in New Zealand, the longest flights, like eighty minutes, and you get a full buffet. Like a full buffet, hot meals, cheeses, and like the fridge full of whatever you want to drink. I mean, everything's not a not a coffee machine, like a handmade, you know, you know, proper brewster making it. You know, it's like a full workout. It's like it's amazing. And I so I landed in New Zealand, and I had to take a domestic flight to see my grandparents, which is like a thirty, um, like a forty, sixty minute flight, whatever it was. And I, I, so I transferred from international to domestic, and I walk into, um, I said to my daughter, my daughter is with me, is that we're going to go to the um, New Zealand Lounge before we fly to see my grandparents, or her great-grandparents. And we walk into the New Zealand Lounge, and I know that I have access to that club because of the I do in excess of 100,000 miles a year with United, so I know I'm allowed in there. But I know my daughter's not. So I choose I chose not to tell my daughter that she's not allowed access. And I wanted to see what was going to happen. It was just like, this is going to be really interesting. I know I'm allowed to take a guess, but I know that she's not allowed in on her own right. So I walk into the New Zealand Lounge and I put my boarding pass on the on the scanner, and there's the security guard at the door. High heels and a skirt. And, she, and it goes, in the tower that you put it on, it turned green. And she said, she, which immediately brings up my name on her screen. And she said, she knows my status immediately. And she goes, Mr. Gore, welcome to the club. Come on in. Now, I intentionally walked a little faster than my daughter because I wanted to be ahead of her. Because I know she doesn't have access. And my daughter puts her boarding pass on the, on the scanner. It turns red and goes... Ah! And she just boldly walks in. Straight into the club. And the security guard with the high heels says, Excuse me, ma'am. You're not allowed in here. This club is for members only. And she goes, Oh, but that's my dad. And the lady goes... Oh, is it? Miss Gore, welcome to the club. Come on in. And the Lord spoke to me immediately on the spot. I didn't know that was going to happen. I just felt like I was to do it. I knew she wouldn't get access, but I was more interested in what was going to happen. And the Lord spoke to me as I walked into the club. And he says, that's exactly what the kingdom's like. You don't gain access, as he said to me, you don't gain access to the club, the kingdom, by your works and your merits. You gain access to the kingdom by the merits of what Jesus has paid for. The moral of the story is, is that you just got to learn to stay close to dad. Because when, when you stay close to dad, when you stay, when you stay close to dad, is that you, 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 actually, you actually get everything that he is and everywhere he goes. You're going into the kingdom based on your father's merits and your father's performance. You're not going in on your merits and your performance. But yet as believers, we go into, we try and get into the kingdom based on our works and our performance. See, if she had shown up to the club, to the Air New Zealand club and said, without me, and said, Do you, don't? you know, and given the red bat and she just walks in. And they said, excuse me, ma'am, you're not allowed in here. And she says, don't you know who I am? See, it's called entitlement. And many Christians try and operate out of entitlement, but they're not staying close to dad. Are you guys getting this? See, the good news is this is that the kingdom's actually free, and it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Once she got inside the club, I didn't have to say, sit in the corner, put your nose in the corner, don't touch and don't smell the food. Don't look at the TV, don't go on the internet, don't touch the coffee, don't touch the newspapers, don't touch the free gifts, don't do anything. Just put your nose in the corner until I've enjoyed myself. See, once she gets into the kingdom based on my merits, Father's merits of what he paid for by flying 100,000 miles a year, she gets to enjoy everything in the kingdom that I get to enjoy. And it's the same with you. Is that you get to enjoy everything in the kingdom because it's not by your works and it's not by your merits. It's by the performance of Jesus. You've just started, you just have to stay close, and when you stay close, you can freely enter into the kingdom and receive all the benefits that the Father's paid for. See, I'm I'm quite uh, I'm quite strong on wanting to see the wanting to see the performance mentality broken off the church. Now, when I, I see, I've already mentioned this this weekend, but when I talk about performance, I'm not talking about not working hard. I work hard. I'm just not performing for love. I perform from love. And many, many times when we're praying for people, they're like, well, I get the same old questions all the time. Well, I don't feel good enough to be healed. I haven't lived a perfect life. Well, it's a good job, it's not about you. I bet you don't understand, I've, I have cancer. And I have cancer because I've smoked all my life. Well, it's a good job, it's not about you. It might be self-neglect, but I've got good news. It's not about you. It's not about what you've paid for, it's not about what you've done or what you haven't done, it's about what he's done. See, if we can only be healed because we've lived the perfect, healthy, absolute healthy life, I don't know that any of us would ever be healed. And there's this, this is mindset in the church of like, well, I think I've have to, you know, I have to somehow abase myself. I, I have to somehow punish myself because I haven't looked after myself. You are punishing yourself. And I used to punish myself. And the Lord said to me one day, what do you think you're doing? And I said, I'm punishing myself. And he said, why? And I said, I don't know. I guess somebody needs to. (laughs) And he said, you're right. He said, my son has already been punished for you. You are not to punish yourself again. And it's brought me into this great place of freedom, of understanding that the kingdom's all mine. It is all mine. I don't access it through entitlement. I access it by just staying close to dad. And I get everything. The coffee, the food. I get to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, because freely, the Bible says in Matthew ten, freely you have received, freely yeah. give. You know why most people don't get, why a lot of people don't get healed because they don't know it's free. And you cannot give away what you do not have. Freely you have. Received it's free, you have already received it for free. You don't receive it by works, you receive it by grace, and you give it away by grace. We are riding on the carpet of God's grace, we're not riding on the carpet of works of how good you are. You guys doing okay? I know this sounds really simplistic, but that's what I felt like us to bring tonight. If you're bored, you can go home. If you're done before I am, just find a way out. (laughs) the next the next doubt I want to talk to you about is in um, Matthew chapter 8 I want to talk to you about the doubt that so I've just spoken to you about the performance doubt I want to speak to you about the will of God doubt and many people have this mentality well it's they may they may believe that it's God's will to heal the person next to you, but you don't believe it's God's will to heal you. And we hold on to this this stronghold in our mind. Well, it's not God's will. It's not God's will to always heal. Well, God, you think it's not God's will to always heal because you've been prayed for before and weren't healed, so therefore you made it your own theology that it's not God's will to heal. But that's not actually that's not actually scriptural is that when we go through the Bible, we see that a leper came to Jesus worshipping him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You can make me clean. And Jesus, then Jesus puts out his hand, and he Jesus just didn't heal the man. Jesus needed to heal, clear up the confusion of the question. See, the confusion of the question is, God... Uh, If you are willing, so he clears up the confusion to the question before he heals the man, and he goes, I am willing, be cleansed. He didn't say, be cleansed. Because it needs to be greater than desire to be healed. Jesus wants to clear up the confusion. And there's so much confusion in the body today about whether God wants to heal. He does. He says, I am willing. And that echoes down through the ages. And I continue to hear it today. I am willing. Now don't say, well, how do you explain that? Because I've been prayed for and I haven't been healed. That doesn't mean that it's not God's will. If God had wanted man sick, he would, have, he would have created sickness. But God never said, let there be cancer, autism, colds, and the flu. Instead, he said, he sent his word to heal us. See, if we actually, if we actually think it's the will of God for us to be sick, I know this sounds really simplistic, but this is just what we all need. If we actually think that it's God's will to heal us, then I'd like to propose to you why do you go to the doctor? If it's not God's will to heal you, why do you go to the doctor when you're sick? Because if you go to the doctor when you're sick, you're actually putting the doctor in a position of being rebellious against God by getting you well. See we 've got to change we 've got to change the way that we think. I mean, honestly, if we really think it's god 's will to be sick, why do you come to church and come on a Sunday morning and ask the, the pastor to pray for you? Stop getting prayer. I mean, if you really think that it's God 's will you 're suffering with a tumor and your, tumor on you, and you really think that it's God 's will because he wants to develop character through that tumor. I, may I suggest you go home and ask for another tumor? Oh, just give me another one so I can learn the lesson quicker. See, it's just the stupidity of it all. And it's not what the gospel is. Is that everybody that came to Jesus without exception was healed. The next one I want to talk about is the divine purpose of God. This is number three. Well, is there a divine purpose in God making me sick? This may shock you, but sickness is not listed anywhere in scriptures amongst the blessings of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Give me another tumor. It's not listed as a blessing of the Lord. Man, I feel like I'm hitting some nerves here tonight. <laughs> I told you we're going to smoke some barbecue cow. You smell that, Mary? Oh, there's still some mooing. I'm going to keep pushing. (laughs) Christ or his disciples never acted as if sickness or injury might have a good or godly purpose. Now, let me say this. Can God use sickness? Yes. But that's a long way from saying that God allowed the sickness to teach you a lesson. Do you learn a lesson through what you go through? Yes, of course, because God can't lose. He can be dished the worst hand, and he'll turn it into something beautiful. Has God used me through what I've gone through? Yes, but He's not. He doesn't create something bad. Like on a chess game, like he moves a pawn to make me make a move, like to trip me up, to try and checkmate me. He's, he so uses everything that's dished out. And every trial and tribulation that I've been through, he's, he's used me. But my job is to keep my eyes on Jesus. Scripture doesn't teach anywhere that God wants to use sickness to transform a person's character or to or to produce repentance. See, God as a good father wants the best for his children, even in situations that are not as well for them. Well, you might say, oh, hold on, what about John chapter 9, verse 3? As Jesus passed by, he saw a man that was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Teacher, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, Neither did this man sin, nor his parents, but the works may be made manifest in him. See, God's not glorified in our sickness, God's glorified in our health. God didn't make the man blind so he could be healed, because if God made us sick just to heal us, to get the glory, then we've got a divided kingdom. We don't have a divided kingdom because a divided kingdom will not stand. We, we have to start treating in the body, CJ. We have to start treating sickness differently. You've got to stop tolerating it as if it's some blessing of God and he wants us sick because he's teaching us some divine purpose through it all. Trust me, you'll learn your lesson through it, but it's not from God. Wow, he's teaching, my, he's teaching me a lesson to be humble. <laughs> Trust me, I've got different ways to get made humble. And it's not through sickness. I have, I, I'm humiliated all the time. I, I took my daughter skydiving a few months ago. It was skydiving in, in an indoor thing. You know, you shoot up the tube, and I'd, I'd never done it before. And uh, you know, I'm the oldest one there doing it. And I've skydived out of a plane before, but I'd never skydived out in a chute in an indoor thing. And they they turn the engine up to 120 mile an hour, and you, they want me to go first. <laughs> All these, all these kids that I didn't know, you know, and my daughter, and I jump into this tube, and you have this, you have a coach in there who's standing, and he's kind of holding you and balancing you until you kind of get right, and you got to hold your legs in the right way and your arms, and you know, and you're in a, in front of a glass door, and I'm, I'm, I'm literally like this far away from all the other students. There's just a glass door, you know, glass screen, and I'm right in their face looking at them. And it's like, it's so windy, my cheeks are like, and I just started, my mouth was open, and I just started drawling. I had this draw, I just had this big line of drivel, and they're all pointing at me and laughing their heads off. You, you know, the, the embarrassing thing is, so I'm so humiliated. I get taught, I get taught humble, trust me. Uh, there's no, I have no problem with humility because I realize if I pull my hand up to wipe it, my body's going to flip upside down. <laughs> you go, i got to keep the hands out and the legs bent. i got to keep perfect. And, I, I'm, just, and, I just like, and I'm just like... Wah! It was blowing so hard I couldn't even shut my mouth. <laughs> I'm humble daily <laughs> <clears throat> what about this one this specific timing of God doubt we often have fortified our strongholds because we've been prayed for and it hasn't happened so we don't know what to say to somebody so we say well in God's time you'll be healed his time the faith for healing is not bringing the future into today. It's bringing the past into today. It's called the cross of Christ. Did, cross, did Jesus not pay for your sin and your sickness at the cross? See, we're bringing what's already been paid for into today. It's not futuristic. It's now. You know The work of healing is already done. The gift of healing has already been given to the church. And Christ... Clearly demonstrated that the timing for healing was always when somebody came to him as the healer. There's not one scriptural reference where he said, Robert, I'd like to heal you, but it's just not my time. Sorry about that. Come back another day and maybe it's my time then. There's actually only one place in scripture where it wasn't his time and it wasn't to do with healing. And he made it his time because he was behaving his mother. He has been a good boy when he turned the water into wine. He says, it's not my time to be revealed as the miracle maker. And I can just see Mary like, yes, mum, I'll just convert that water into wine. It was now my time. He got the look. You know what that woman looks like, right? You you do anything when you get the look. You know, you're... If you don't respond, your suitcase is on the front door. See, Jesus never sent anybody away from him with with a reasoning about timing. It was always his time when people came to him and he is the head and we are the body. That when they come to us, they should be getting healed. That we can begin to heal people and stop making doctrine, to stop creating theology to justify our lack of power. Because all we're doing is we're pulling the word of God down to our experience as opposed to lifting our experience to the word of God. Christ preached the kingdom was at hand, present now, and demonstrated the power of the kingdom by healing all those that came to him. Somebody say, say, because he's a now God. Somebody say now. Now. He's a now God. And that's how we can see the kingdom come, by recognizing that he's actually a now God. That the price has been completely Paid in full. He's a now God. He's not a distant God. He's a now God. He's a today God. And whatever we're going through, he's right there, right now. See, the promise of healing, the Bible says the promise of healing is when the prayer of faith is prayed, not when some mysterious time happens to come around. See, I'm convinced that we would see way more miracles if we adjusted our theology or adjusted our experience to match the, to match the Word of God. I, I honestly really believe that the number one reason for lack of breakthrough is bad theology. We've got really bad theology based on our experience, not based on the Word. And when we align our theology to the Word of God... We see breakthrough. I said this the other night. It's a contradictory statement. I'll let you work it out. But we would never need to discuss theology if we just had a revelation of the heart of God. See, he's a good father. He's not some father that's mean and is holding things back from us. Our father wants to give us everything that we that we need. Oh, no, doesn't he just give us what we, you know doesn't he just give us what we need only what we need not what we want oh isn't the lord is my shepherd i shall not <laughs> there's a thought just came up with that one he just loves to spoil his kids <clears throat> what about this one this is number five, I think, right? What have we done? We've done the, uh, the performance doubt, the will of God doubt, the divine purpose of God doubt, the specific timing of doubt, and the lack of faith doubt. This is another one that's particularly big in the Bible Belt. Well, if you just had faith, you'd be healed. Yeah, that's how I started my healing ministry too. It didn't work out too well. I used to just line them all up. And if they weren't healed, I told them because they didn't have faith. Come back when you got some. Feel good for a while. And then I realized I was actually not in the ministry of reconciliation and love. I was in the ministry of guilt and condemnation. Because when we look at the person of Jesus... There's not one example where somebody came to Jesus and he said, Listen, Robert, I've really picked on you all day, haven't I? You? You're going to be okay? You're going to be fine, all right, because I'll pick on your wife if you want. <laughs> yeah, just sit here. <laughs> it's that he never, he never came to someone and said, Yeah, you know, Robert. I'd like to heal you, but uh, you just haven't got the faith today. Why don't you come back next year and and get some? You need to work a little harder, buddy. Okay? Go find some faith. Because I know what he's going to do is he's going to go away and by works he's going to try and get some more faith. The Bible says that faith comes by Hearing. It doesn't actually say that faith comes by reading. Oh, struck a nerve. I felt that one. Isn't it interesting that the disciples were full of faith? They didn't have the New Testament to read. Hello. They were living the New Testament. I didn't, I didn't just say I don't like my Bible. That's not what I said. I love my Bible. I get faith by reading the word of God because I get to hear the word of God. You know what, Mr. Kicker? I got me a Kicker Bluetooth speaker system. I just tested it out in my room. Man, I, I think this unit upstairs are wondering what the heck was happening. <coughs> I played the cars really loud, <laughs> really loud. The the thing was bouncing on the bench. I can start playing the Word of God through it really loud. You wait till i in my next hotel. I'm just gonna blast the Word of God through that place. Six in the morning, I just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll blame you. Don't worry. <laughs> See, Jesus never turned anyone away because of their lack of faith. He always took them <clears throat> at the point that they're at. From the one that came and said. If you can. Do you think that sounds like much faith? If you can heal me? If you can? Doesn't sound like very much, but hey, guess what? Jesus healed them. He took their faith where they're at and he goes, if I can, all all things are possible for those that believe and he heals him. And the next one comes and says, the next one comes and I think he's got a little bit more faith, a little bit more than the if guy and he says, well, If you're willing, if you're willing, I am willing, be healed. See, he takes them at the place of faith that they have. He encourages their faith and he heals them. And then we see the Roman centurion come to Jesus. And the Roman centurion says, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Go your way. You'll be healed by the time you get home. See, regardless of the level of faith that we think that we have, and like I shared last night, for those that are here last night, he's the author and the perfecter of faith. Faith's not introspective. Most people's faith is just purely in their faith. Kind of cracks me up. Some of the faith movement, they don't see fruit, but they think they've got a lot of faith. That wasn't a bash at anyone in particular. I happened to, Really love Kenneth Hagin. He's a great hero to me. I've always wished I could have got to meet that man. And Gordon Lindsay and Teo Osborne. Oh man, I love his books. Oh man, Teo Osborne and man, he's you can read his book. Man, I got to I got to meet him. He was in Australia a few years ago for his last last international conference before he came. Back to Tulsa, right? And and passed away just a few years ago. Well, is that my time? (laughs) Someone's trying to give me a subtle hint. Wasn't too subtle. There's nothing covert about that one. It was quite overt. In Hebrews 12.3, it says that we have the faith the size of a mustard seed. And the Bible tells us that that each one of us has been dealt a measure of faith. Well, I think that a, a, if we're being dealt a measure of faith, I think a measure of faith is actually a little more than a mustard seed. But we only need the size of a mustard seed to say "Say unto this mountain, be removed and it will be removed. See, what is an act of faith? See, perhaps just you coming forward for prayer or responding to a word of knowledge and standing up, that is an act of faith. And I think that that's all that's needed. A good friend of mine a few years ago, he has a Down syndrome child. And he's... <clears throat> Had a, the, the man, not the son, had a serious bike accident. And he had severe concussion. He had suffered with it for for years. So serious that he couldn't bounce on the trampoline any longer with the son. And his son, just a little boy, just wanted to jump, bounce on trampoline with dad. He can't sit on it because it just rattles his brain. And one day he was in the bathroom at Bethel doing his business. He comes out of the bathroom and he's washing his hands. And the Lord says to him, you want to be healed? He goes, yes, Lord. And he hears this voice that says, hit your head on the wall. That's all he said, hit your head on the wall. And he goes, oh, but God, huh? that's how it happened. I hit my head on the ground. And the Lord says, hit your head on the wall and you'll be healed. And he says, I don't know that I can do that. It's so sore. The Lord says, hit your head on the wall and you'll be healed. And he's going to be obedient. Not to be blessed because he is blessed. And he comes up to the wall. This is the wall. He lines his head up and he brings his head forward to hit it on the wall. And this is what he does. And the Lord says, that's good enough for me. And he's healed on the spot. See, I think we need to be so, stop being so consumed about whether I had enough faith. Like I said last night, it's not yours anyway. It's his. He's the author and the perfecter of faith. He's the one that's unshaking and unwavering. Mine goes up and down. His doesn't. See, maybe tonight, just coming to church knowing you need a miracle, that was enough faith to step inside the doors and come to church. You might, Well, I don't think I've got enough. It's, like, it's all right. I've got plenty tonight. I'm just trying to set you free from yourself. We become so hard on ourselves. That the demand's not on you, the demand's on Christ. And we need to start relaxing and start enjoying. Because it's not our trying that gets us healed. It's our abiding that gets us healed. I've got something really, really good to tell you. There are qualifications needed for healing. Here's your qualification for healing. Your need. Simple as that. Your need is your qualification for healing. And I've got something even better to tell you. It's been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Stop trying to earn it. Stop trying to pay for it. Freely have received, freely give. Start receiving it. And when we deal with those fortified strongholds in our mind, because many of us we're just we're totally built on a works performance. And it's called religion. Religion has taught us that. That's why I hate religion. And that's why I love Jesus. Because he's the most freeing, life-filled party guy I know. So, well, that's offensive. No, the Bible says he was full of joy more than all of his companions. He was the life of the party. I can just see him just laughing with his disciples and hanging around with them and probably just like... And serious, freely you have received, freely give. Somebody say it's free. It's free. free. Say it's free, I received freely. Free received freely. Some of you, I don't see your lips moving. <laughs> I, receive I receive it freely. And freely I can give. It's that free. <laughs> we'd see so much more of the kingdom flow through us if we just recognize that just, that passage is actually true that it's free I hope that was helpful <laughs> see I, like I started with this, I really don't believe that faith is the issue it's not the absence of faith, it's the presence of doubts. And I just love destroying doubts in people's minds. People come, and I, I had it last night, and sorry to make you an example if you're here. But people come all the time and they say, <clears throat> Well, can you pray for me? I'm like, Yeah. Sure. what's up? And they're like, Well, I just wanted to let leave- you know I'm sick. I'm like, Yeah, what do you need to pray for? I just wanted to let you know that I'm a missionary. I'm a pastor. I've served God faithfully for 25 years. What they're really telling me is that they've worked for the healing. I'm like, well, God doesn't care whether you work for worked not at all. He doesn't care whether you've done 25 years of service as a missionary. He wants to heal you because he loves you, not because you served him. They get it all the time. They come forward with their excuses as to why they shouldn't be healed or why they should be. How about we just rest in the performance of Christ? Amen? I don't deserve to be healed. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's what makes grace, grace. Pastor, I don't think I'm worthy to be healed. Get over yourself. <laughs> he made you worthy by the blood of Jesus. It's not by your worth, it's by his worth. You are blood covered, blood bought by the blood of Jesus. All right, here's what we're gonna do. You know, some Bible st- we had Bible study, and now we're gonna do some Bible experience. I want you to stand if you have anything wrong with your shoulder like a torn rotator cuff or just anything going on in the the shoulder either shoulder, I've got my hand here but it doesn't really matter either shoulder Okay, good news, it's free tonight. We're going to try something a little different. I want you to say this. Thank you, Jesus, that it's free. I receive. Now test it out. Don't hit her on the way around there. <laughs> Okay, anybody notice some improvement? Put your hand up if you notice some improvement. One, two, three, four, five. We haven't prayed yet. See, that's what happens when you recognize it's free. We'll lay hands on you if we have to. Spoke on that today. The laying on the hands is a secondary anointing. Father, we thank you that it's free. And we thank you that you've paid for this. So right now, we declare your healing grace to flow into shoulders. In Jesus' name, That shoulders right now would be set free, tested out. First or second prayer. If you know something happened, raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Come on, Jesus. See the more we realise it's free, the more will happen. You can take a seat. If you didn't get here, we're gonna pray for you. We're gonna pray for you at the end. You can take a seat. <clears throat> I want people to stand that have a lack of cartilage whether it be in the knees or neck, any area of lack of cartilage. You have have no cartilage, lack of or no cartilage in your joints. I want you to get the revelation of this. Psalm 107.20 says that he sent forward his word and he healed them. That was his word that just went forward, tested out. Step out of the island, test it out. Do something. let we just release the creative miracle realm right now into cartilage. Let there be a restorative miracle right now. Okay. Anybody notice some improvement? Any, put your hand up if you notice something's changed. One, two, three. One. Or oh, do that again. I'm sorry, I got cross-eyed there. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do we have any advancement on six? <laughs> Test it out. This is just I'm just operating out of the power of his word. Okay, you can be seated. If you haven't been here, we're gonna we're gonna minister to people after. Is there anybody here that can't smell? You've got no smell, no sense of smell. Anybody? Stand up. I was in um two of my favorite stories. I was in Switzerland, in um, Kreislingen, Switzerland, and a lady, a lady. We we're doing testimonies one night, and she comes up. And she goes, "I am so embarrassed to tell my testimony." And I said, "Why are you so embarrassed?" And she said, "Because last night, she said I got healed to smell. I haven't been able to smell. I've never smelled all of my life, at all." And she said, and last night you called out, smell. I got healed. I just didn't tell you last night. I'm here to tell you tonight. I said, so why are you so embarrassed? And she said, because right after I got healed, I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> this is in front of 800 people. <laughs> She's going to all red. She goes, I had to go to the bathroom. And she said, I had to do, you know, number twos. And she said, I'm sitting on the bathroom. And she said, I honestly had no concept or no idea that that stunk. <laughs> 66 years of no smell, got it back just like that. I was in New Zealand. And there's a lady in New Zealand. I could show you the spot on the auditorium platform. It's just here to my left. And all these people lined up that couldn't smell. And I had a kid, a child, go down and just touch them on the nose and say, smell be restored, smell be restored. And every single one of them opened up. And I don't normally ask this, but I said to the, because the lady is standing right in front of me, I said, how long have you not been able to smell for? And she goes, 46 years. First time i smelled in 46 years. I said, really? I said, uh, <clears throat> how'd you, uh, <clears throat> how did that happen? How did you lose it? Because she was obviously older than 46. I said, how did that happen? She goes, well, that's a funny story. Well, it's probably not so funny. She said, 46 years ago, I was working at Auckland Hospital as a nurse. And I was changing a man's bedpan one night. And he had done a stinker. And she said, fuck. I wish I didn't have to smell that. Gone. 46 years of no smell because she said, I wish I didn't have to speak that the power of the tongue. 46 years later, little girl prays for her. Boom, she gets back. I've seen hundreds of people over the years healed of no smell. Some of them have had Operations where they've had the physical senses, all the things inside removed, that, you know, the bits that smell, the glands or whatever they are, removed. And they can smell. Do they get the pieces back? I don't know. I don't really care. They can smell. Maybe they're smelling without the bits. That's good enough for me. That's called a creative miracle. Somebody got some. um, Somebody got an orange in church. Anyone got an orange in their bag? Anyone got an orange? You're looking at me like, hmm. Huh? <laughs> I've, 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 yeah. Please, oh, there we go. I knew someone would have one. Thanks. I've probably done this two hundred times, and there's only. Twice and 200 times that no one had an orange in church. I got so much faith for someone to bring an orange to church. You have no idea. That was not a setup, was it? I did not ask him to bring an orange to church. I just believe that someone's going to bring an orange to church. Just in case they get bored when I'm preaching and they get hungry, they can just have a little snack in the back. Can you just come over here? Come out, slip out of your seats. Just come over here, ma'am. What's your name? Mia, can you heal them, please? Just put your finger on their nose. Not not up it, all right. (laughs) On it. And just speak to the nose. <clears throat> <clears throat> nose be restored. Nose be restored. Nose be restored. All right, Mr. Let's You hold this. How long have you not smelled for? Well, once in a while I can smell something. Okay. Shut your eyes. 30 years. Now. 30 years. Okay, you shut mm-hmm. your eyes. That's, I'm only doing that. So I don't want to shoot you with orange juice in the eyes, all right? <laughs> I know you've got glasses. I'm not going to hurt you, all right? Smell that? Yes, Someone got something. So you can smell that. Someone got something different. Someone got some perfume. You say?
3: Yes.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> How long? I can smell.
1: It just kind of comes and goes. So I was just. It feels like it's part. Like half the time I can't smell anything, and then sometimes I'll get like some of it. So okay. Well, let's just yeah. make it stronger. What? Smells like an orange. Oh,
0: what? Smells like perfume. <laughs>
1: I'm thankful I'm not going home tonight to see my wife. Where have you been? I promise I wasn't with the lady. The amount that's on there is going to take a week to wash off. I'm going to, I'm going to slide on my sheets tonight as I go the bed. Yeah. I'm going to leave a fragrance on the mountain. Somebody give thanks. Has is, is somebody, is somebody got a different smell? Is that an oil? That was an oil, right? Has somebody got a, um, a perfume? Or? Oh, what's that one? Somebody got perfume? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of different. One one meeting I broke one, right? <laughs> so I broke it. Another meeting I pushed it and didn't realize it was pointing at me and I shot myself in <laughs> the eyes. you guys, can be seated. See, it's easier than we think. It's way easier than we think. Want to do some more? <laughs> I wrote down carpal tunnel, but my head corrected it to uh, Aripa tunnel. Carpal <laughs> tunnel. Anyone got carpal tunnel? Stand up. You've got a cuff tunnel. He sent his forward, and he sent his word forward, and he healed them. Psalm one hundred seven, verse twenty. Just say thanks, Jesus. Just say it out loud. Thanks, Jesus. It is free. Test, test it out. There's there's some way you can test it? We're going to move it around. Anybody noticed any improvement? Put your hand up if you notice an improvement. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You'll know tomorrow. I know some of you are going to not know until you're going to a good test out in different ways. Thank you, God. How are you going? You'll know tomorrow. Okay? How are you doing? You have to test it. You have to test it. You can tell a difference. Just keep them up there. <laughs> we'll come back in an hour. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Just, just worshiping Jesus. I want you to stand if you have... Listen, hear, hear it out before you stand. I want you to stand if you have a foreign object in your body, like metal... but you have a foreign object in your body and there's some way that you'd be able to test it tonight. Yeah. Rods, pacemaker, foreign object. You got a rod in your arm or your leg or your something, you know, but there's some way you could test it. I know that people will pray for the others after they have foreign objects that would not be able to test it. You know my friend's church I was telling you about that had nine resurrections in 2014. They've had something like 40 verified cases of pacemakers dissolving. One night in their church, I wasn't there on the night, but my friend was telling me about it. One night in their church they're having this healing meeting and they're praying for people with pacemakers. I know this is gonna mess some of you up a little bit. And they pray for two elderly gentlemen that had pacemakers. They get prayed for and a puff of smoke comes out of them. They go back to the doctor, there is no pacemaker. It's gone. So this other elderly gentleman goes, well, I want to get prayed for. Then he wanders on up and he gets prayed for and nothing happens. He goes, I can still feel it. And he's a little bit disappointed. Goes home that night a little bit disappointed. Goes to get ready for bed and he takes his shirt off and there's an open cavity in his chest with two wires hanging out. And he's like, what the heck? And he pulled the wire a little bit and the whole thing went, and it closed off. All things are possible to those that believe. We saw a case in, I think it was in, I think it was in uh, um, Omaha, that area, where the guy had a surgical cage around his heart, and there's a wire holding the surgical cage in place. It totally dissolved. He goes back for an x-ray, and the only thing that was in place was the little wire that was holding the cage in place. It was interesting, because if the wire wasn't there, there could have been a lawsuit against the doctor for charging for the operation and not doing it. Just the little tiny wire that held the cage in place, but the cage was gone. Dissolved. If there's some way you can test it out, which you should be, because that's why you're standing. I want you to begin to test it out. If it's your leg, just begin to move it. All right. Any, anybody got an increased movement? Your knee is... Yeah, two total knee replacements. And it's nothing but popped for a year. Yeah, there's no popping There's no pop. Get out, test it out.
0: You could hear my knees
2: pop. My, I'd walk in the house and my daughter goes, Mom, your knees. I'd go, I know, I know. It's my new knees. But it doesn't pop. You can't hear it.
1: Anybody else? Anybody else noticing an increase of movement from re- from restrictive movement? Anybody else? All right, you can be seated. Right. Come, we're just going to do it a little different tonight. We're not going to just go wholesale. We're just going to release some things, and you're going to stand up and test them. Because his word went forward and he healed them, and then for everyone that wasn't healed, we're gonna we're gonna actually pray. We haven't prayed yet. What you got? Anyone that has like restricted movability from
3: anything, like a broken bone that didn't grow back, or just like if you really like can't get down mm-hmm. with your back, just anything where you can literally test is like I couldn't reach
1: down or I couldn't do that. Stand up. I was going to say there's got to be more than one <laughs> it's just a fast one <laughs> test it out real quick begin to move it around test it out what's happening it's feeling better what couldn't you do You had surgery. You can't do that.
2: Thank you.
1: Just, can you come out here? All right. Show us what you couldn't. What? Show us what you couldn't. Yeah,
3: do. I couldn't bring my leg up there. Like, I just couldn't. I couldn't get it up. Like, and it's like. Feeling better as I'm doing it. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I just couldn't, like, I couldn't bring it up. Like, yeah.
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Somebody else? Yeah. That's exciting. Hey God. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank Jesus. It's his idea. (laughs) Somebody else noticing some improvement. Hey, how you doing over there? Your humour is snapped in half. It's not funny. sent his word for it, and he healed them. Now test it. Check, 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 check. Pops a bit. just, just, Just receive. Just stay there. Just stay there and receive. Anybody else notice some me? How are you doing?
2: Check, 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 check.
1: got metal in her hand and she can't flip her hand over, now she can turn it right over. Like, I can't. I, you're going like 360, right? <laughs> I wonder what happened to the metal. I don't really care. I don't care whether it turned into rubber or dissolved or... It grew hinges. <laughs> you got movement back. Thank you, Jesus. How long has that been? Um, let's see, about seven years. Seven years. Seven years too long. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Numbness,
3: Numbness or, loss, or of loss of feeling anywhere in the body? Or your feet, anywhere in the body, it's it's numb, like you can't feel it.
1: Neuropathy, N- numbness, any part of your body, that could be effect of diabetes. Numb toes. She's gone to the bathroom. <laughs> It's a good idea. <laughs> so a guy in Oklahoma City just two weeks ago when I was there. He had, I, I don't remember how long it was, it was a long time, wasn't it? it a long, long time it was like huh? <laughs> it was like 50 years, like 50 years, he had had no feeling in his hands, and just all, just started crackling and it all came back, right? just like that. It tests them out. Start feeling, feeling it. Just stand up and say yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to. <laughs> How are you doing? Anybody noticing some sensations going on? Tell me. Put your hand up if you're feeling something. If you're feeling any sensations in any dead part of. Your skin or your body? What's happening? Hang on. Help's on the way. Hold on.
3: It's starting to feel better. I, didn't, I couldn't feel
1: texture in two fingers in my thumb. You couldn't feel I in two thing, fingers? Couldn't feel texture. Texture in two fingers. Yes. Okay, and what's happening now? It's starting to feel better. you can start starting to feel texture. Yeah. How long has it been like that? Uh, eight years? Eight years. Just say thanks, God.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank
1: you. Now you pray for them. We pray for it in here. Take the mic. You just pray for those people that are standing. Just don't pray. Just declare.
3: Just speak healing or the lack of feeling in Jesus' name be restored.
1: Amen. Test it out. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel your limbs. What's happening? That was worth coming back from the toilet <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's, it's a miracle. Ten years. Ten years. Uh, or longer. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now I can feel my feet. They feel normal.
1: <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. See, now, if you're waiting for the miracle... Don't, I'm not saying you're doing this, I'm just saying don't do this. Don't think, well, why did she get it, and why not me? Just celebrate in her breakthrough, and that's how you position yourself for your own. So let's give thanks to God for her. All right, take take your seats. Take You can take your seats and just... Continuously, just keep checking them out. We're gonna, we're gonna do. We haven't prayed yet. I mean, we've made a couple of decorations. but We're gonna pray.
2: An uncomfortable tingling in any part of your body, like as if your foot was asleep.
1: Anybody got a sleepy foot? Anybody want to go to sleep? <laughs> is that you? Is it? Where is it? in your left leg just step out into the row just step out into the aisle all right how is it now is it, is it waking up
2: i i am feel better you feel better,
1: feel better. is it changed There go, there go. Pain in the elbow. Pain in the elbow. Someone got a pain in the elbow going on? Stand up real quick. Just test it out. The word just went forward. His word goes forward and he heals them. It's a declaration from the heart of God. Test it out. Move it around. Wave to me as soon as you know something's changed. Just say thanks, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Okay, he's noticing some change? Give me a wave. You noticing change? Yeah. Yeah. How long is
2: it how long? Oh geez, Stacey, how long? <laughs> I've had old, I've you? had ulnar nerve pain for over a year. Over a year. Yeah, and it like radiates from my elbow down to my hand.
1: Yeah, God. How are you doing? Yeah. Someone has sciatic. Quick, stand up. You'll be healed. As soon as you stand up, you'll be healed. Sciatic pain. Who's that? Test it out. If there's some way you can test it out, I don't know if you had it right now. Even if you're pregnant, that's okay. It's like yeah, but there still shouldn't be, huh? You don't have it. You're good? good. The elbow pain gone? Pardon? Yeah. Feels a lot better. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Um, Pain in your hips.
1: Pain in your hips. Pain in the hips or your schedule for a hip replacement, anything like that. Anything to do with the hips. His word went forward and he healed them. Test it out. If you need to walk around, feel free to walk around. Like, do something. You need to lift something heavy, come and lift me. <laughs> I'm not the man I used to be. I lost 50 pounds. how's the hips can't find the pain it's not, it's not there so as soon as I stood up I believed it was gone as soon as she stood up it was gone where is that other person how's your pain I mean, mine's more like whenever I
2: sleep, like I can't sleep on this side. Just lay down Is on the chair on that head? side.
1: I expect good things tonight. Not... Lie down, oh, test it out. I'm serious. Lay down on the side. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? doing it. <laughs> it's good? It's good.
2: I heard skin disorders, and in
1: particular, I heard warts. Skin disorders and warts. I was sharing with someone today, I had the most gruesome warts on my fingers for over 20 years. They're like cauliflowers on every finger. I had them surgically removed, they grew back. I had them burnt off with a, do you call it a gas axe? like a fire that comes out of the thing. It <sniffs> had them burnt off like that. All my fingertips were flat, they grew back. No matter what I tried, they grew back. Multiple times to the doctor. And then one day I got a revelation that I'm so ashamed of my hands that it it's perhaps because I hated them. So one day I looked at my hands and I said, "Hands, I love you. I'm sorry for being so mean to you. The Bible says in in Zechariah, with grace, grace, or shouts of grace, grace, the mountain will be removed. So I said, grace, grace, to my hands for the next day. Grace, grace, I love your hands. I love you, you're gorgeous. Third day, grace, grace, I love your hands. And they all went red and fell out. Never came back. Ten years free. Look at your skin disorder or look at your warts, if it's possible. I mean, not where they are. Right? Just say grace, grace. Look at, look at the body parts. I, I love you. I am not ashamed of you. I saw a girl just, uh, heck where was that? It was in the, last, in the last couple months. It was in Sacramento at Jesus College Church. Cutting Multiple cut marks up each arm, every scar dissolved, just like that. didn't have a scar on her no i'm sorry it wasn't cutting. it was severe scars from eczema from all of her life, from severe scratching, just scratch, scars all all over her body stands up and they're just gone. every scar was gone. I mean she's how old was she Benji' like 20 something all of her life just scratched to pieces every scar is gone sent forth his word and he healed them check it out anybody noticing any difference? just watch it overnight you watch it yeah what's happening? Your skin started melting Hang on, hang on, hang on.:
0: when, um, I have three on one foot, and I had one on three the other. and um, warts. warts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the, the largest ones, um, it just it started falling off when I took the band-Aid off, and it, it's just like completely like ripped, ripped apart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just look at it and go, just shout at it, Grace, Grace. Shout out loud or shouts that says or shouts of grace grace. I think it says three graces, doesn't it? Three? Is it three or two? Two. Just shout. What's happening? It's coming off. <laughs> 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 well, and the rest of us. Why don't we all just shout, "Grace, Grace, ready?" <laughs> Wayne, you're. I were ready. I was going to say one, two, three, and you're already. Done. <laughs> One, two, three. Check them out. The test, Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When he testifies what God's done, he's actually prophesying what's about to happen. Test them out. Test your skin. Test your warts. There's someone here that has a bunion on their toe. Check it out. You'll find it's gone. Grace, 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 grace. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, it, has gone it has gone. How long you had it? I
2: think about maybe a year. A, a year. At, about a year. A year yeah. too
1: long. It's gone. Anybody a else? Year a year too long. Amen. Amen. My nose is
0: working huh? My nose is working <laughs> My nose, nose is working,
1: is working. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Be careful, yeah, you might like have that. a bed to sleep in tonight
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got two I'd like to get rid of I think one's getting smaller I, I told them I loved them And I said, Grace, Grace no, You don't love the
1: bunion, you love your foot I love my foot, <laughs> I told my feet I love them so, Go over there and pray for her Go over there and pray for them. Just tell them to go. They'll go. How's your warts, buddy? <laughs> it's moving, isn't it? How's your warts? It's moving. They're just peeling off. <laughs> He's got his head under his. Seat. Doesn't even look like
2: a snoop sticking out, hardly. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, they're going I down. That's the bunions.
2: Thank yes. you, Lord.
1: They're going down. Yeah. Wow. wow. Some, there's, some, <laughs> there's somebody here that's got a, a, a little tumor, a little growth. I'm not exactly sure where it is, but I've got this feeling it's like perhaps in your breast. It doesn't have to be in the breast. You've got a growth. There's someone here, I'll rephrase that. There's someone here that has a growth that shouldn't be there. Who is it? Stand up. Test it out. It should be gone. Cis, cis growths, all that kind of bumps and lumps. Yeah, bumps and lumps. If there's some way you can test it out, test it out. If you need to go to the bathroom to test it, go to the bathroom. We'll let you. Someone ran to the bathroom. <laughs> Let me know as soon as you can't find your bump, right? As soon as you know something's happened or there's a decrease in the bump. What's happening? <laughs> it's like a, a, like a callus. It's decreasing. And, it's decreasing. and it's decreasing. Yay.
0: Hey Chris? Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I had a lump for about, I don't know, eight months maybe? It's gone. It's gone.
1: Can I ask what kind of lump it was? Was it like a cancer lump or a. just a benign lump? And it's gone. See, this is called effortless Christianity. <laughs> um, we, we haven't prayed for anyone yet, have we? No. We're just declaring his word. his word. His word went forward and he healed them. As to what's? <laughs> They're just killing away. <laughs> They'll be gone by the time we're finished.
3: So any pain
1: right above the knee? Like here, I don't know what's the. In the quads, in this area here. Anyone's got pain in there? I might have some on Monday night. <laughs> I don't receive that. I'm going to ski hard and be painless. Anyone got pain in their legs? stand up. Test it out. It's gone now. <laughs> That's the warts. They're coming off. Can you see the guy next to you? Can you see them peeling off? Make sure you put them in a jar. I want to see them. Imagine if I was a doctor, Doctor Gore.
0: Any head pain, and uh, particularly saw someone also that had some uh, different shaped skull because of the sutures that didn't fuse properly when you were born.
1: I also saw, uh, I mentioned this one earlier, I just forgot, I wrote it down, I just forgot to say, people that suffer with migraines, you may not have one now, but I feel like there was someone that had one brewing now. Do you have one now? Do you have one now? Do you have one now, sir? Do you have a migraine now? Do you have one now? Do you have one now? Do you have one now? Who has one now? Does anyone have one right now? Good. Do you you all that you're standing do you are you standing for migraines? Okay, I want someone to come up behind them. Just one person quickly stand up behind them. One on one, quick 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 real fast just want you to put your hands gently on their head and take the vice off just lift it off like you're just pulling something off them we declare that these heads are migraine free you're never to return somebody here that suffers from seizures where are you? stand I know we can't test these right now somebody quickly lay your hand on her head someone lay your hand on this gentleman's head we've got somebody over here, the little one just lay your hand on that little one's head someone, quick, just say peace just say shalom Say, brain, I bless you to come into order with heaven's design. (laughs) All right. Bless you. You can sit down. We say, seizures, you are never to return. You are never to return. We declare that the day of torment be over in those bodies. Amen. Okay, let's do this. If you've got any breakthrough tonight, I want you to stand. Stand any breakthrough in any of the things we just did and she should quickly stand <clears throat> look at that they haven't even prayed yet just stay standing what do we got how many have we got Benji 31 people they didn't even pray. It's just his word going forward. Psalm 107, verse 20, his word went forward and he healed them. Freely you have received, freely give. Now stay standing. How's your watch, buddy?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: tall, you can have it. them you can have them if you want <laughs> most of it's gone
0: yeah, like there's no pain they well i my um I, I do personal training, and my gait has been off, and it's been hard to exercise and teach people and um when I was started thinking about um this week, um the pain left um and uh. Now I've just been. It's just this. I'm so touched.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is this
0: your sister? You go to this church? No. I've been here once. <laughs> I,
1: I'm not trying to steal you from another church. I no, just, no. just saying, I'd love to hear. What happens overnight because they're going to be gone sure. by the morning. Hallelujah. I'll be here in the morning. Okay. I know, and this almost seems wrong as so they come here and so I can hear you testimony. Okay. I'm, I'm absolutely I'm advocating that. I mean, but come here no. in the morning and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> They'll be gone in the morning. Hallelujah. You yeah, have nice baby skin there tomorrow morning. Mm, fresh. Fresh baby <laughs> skin. <laughs> yeah, man. Any, any residue will just be left sitting on the sheets. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. All right. Now, yeah, if you if you are standing because you've got a breakthrough, I want you to raise your hand. Here now, I want you to keep your hand up. Keep your hand up, please. Don't put your hand down. If you stood for something that you hasn't yet manifested, I want you to stand. Stay standing. Those that got their hand up, keep their hand up. right? So those that are now standing without their hand up are those that stood for something, but it didn't manifest yet. All right. Those that are standing, the Bible says freely you have received, freely give. I want you to go out of your chair because you freely receive. Now you've got to freely give. Go find someone that's got standing with their hand down. If you if you don't have someone yet, just wave your hand. Put your hand up and wave it so we know that you missed out. Okay, people with their hands waving. Okay, I need I need other people that are sitting down to help us here. Make sure everyone. Quick, someone go and get someone. Just wave your hand if you don't have. Keep your hand waving until someone comes. Keep your hand waving. Okay, we've got help. We need help over here. Okay, find out real quickly what they need. We haven't prayed yet. There's 31 breakthroughs without. We had bumps and mumps and warts dissolving and Didn't even pray. Just quickly pray for them. Start praying for them. Freely you have received, freely give. Just begin to test it out. Do something you couldn't have done. If there's something you can do to test it, begin to move it around. We're going to go after one more thing after this. All right, let me have your attention up here. Anyone that got any breakthrough tonight, raise your hand and wave it above your head. Keep it up real high. If you're healed of two things, put two hands up. So one for one thing. If you got healed of one thing, keep it up. If you got healed of two things, put two up. Keep it up, keep it up nice and high so we can see. 36. Come on, let's give thanks. We're going to do one more thing. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, you can be seated. We'll be done in just a couple minutes. I want you to stand. If you came for a miracle tonight and your word has not been called out, I don't need a word of knowledge to get you healed you just came for a miracle and you believe tonight's your night it doesn't matter whether it's testable or non-testable you just quickly stand you just came for a miracle you're just like tonight's my night that's what I came for I came to get healed and they didn't call out my word well that's your word stand up can we stand in for somebody? you can stand up for someone So you should be standing for anything like diabetes, pre-stage diabetes. Okay. Raise your hand. Just as a matter of interest, sorry, put your hands down. As a matter of interest, if those that are standing, if you got healed tonight, how many of you would be physically able to test it? Raise your hand if you could physically test it tonight. Keep it up. 1, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. About 27. All right, put your hand out. Now, everyone raise your hand. Sorry. Sounds like Simon Says. All <laughs> <laughs> right, I want everyone that's seated... Everyone that's sitting down, I need you out of your seat and go and find someone to stand next to. Keep your hand up until help comes. don't Don't pray for your husband, go and find someone else. Grab their hand. If you've got someone, grab their hand and pull it down. Don't pray for your husband or your wife. Go and find someone else. All right. For everyone that's left with their hand up. Just like last night, you're going to walk around the room with your hand up until you find someone you didn't come with with their hand up and partner up with someone else. Okay? Start moving around. Don't wait for someone to come. Like Walk around and find someone else that's got their hand up. That's not your husband or your wife or someone you came with. Once you get the
3: hand... Whoa you can pull it down is there anyone left? just give me a quick wave someone back there? still no one? okay is there someone left that could pray? over there right. there we go, anyone else? take this as a no cool. So just really quick, tell the person in like three words, 10 seconds, what do you need? Not the problem, just what you need. New lungs, no pain, go. And don't pray yet. Okay, that should be enough. Can I have your attention back please? Okay, if it's appropriate, Just ask them really quick, can I lay my hands on you? And then in 10 seconds, just lay your hand and speak to the condition. speak what they need, speak life, go. For those that have partnered up, now you can switch. Switch around. Switch around, and now get to your end of the prayer. Say thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. Now test it out. Those of you that could test it out, just go for it. Take an act of faith. As Chris says, nothing stupid, but just try it out. And start waving, start giving thanks, and just praise God if you can check it out and it's become better. Give Jesus thanks. There we go. Raise your hand if you can experience something that has changed. There we go. We got someone there, someone there, someone there. So that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Anyone else? Test it out again. Can I see all the hands again? It's really hard to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Hallelujah. And for those of you that haven't received the healing yet or not seen the breakthrough, just go again. Just be really childlike. Just say, be gone. Behave. Speak life. And then switch around. Don't want to spend too much time. Jesus is fast in healing. Hallelujah. Say thank you Jesus again. Give praise to him. Be thankful what he has done. There's so many great things that has happened today. Hallelujah. Can I see all the hands again? Everyone. That has been healed tonight of anything or seen massive breakthrough. And I, have, I want you to keep it up really high so I can count you from the start of the night till now. Just everyone. And wait till I counted you off. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 32 33 34 35 36 37 38 39 hallelujah thank you jesus give him thanks
1: yay jesus let's just do one more thing if you had if you had breakthrough any breakthrough last night or tonight raise raise your hand Real high. Look at that. If you received, if you received two things, raise two hands. Keep keep the one up for one, and two for two. Look at that, Pastor. Where are you? Where is he? Oh, he's back there. Keep him up. Keep him up. course there's people that are here last night that are not here tonight as well that got healed at least 80 80. put your hands down anybody get healed of three things raise your hand 81 anyone get healed of four things 82 83 anyone get healed of four things 83 four things 84 You want to get healed of five things? Come on, Jesus. Come on, I think we should just finish with a big shout of thanksgiving to our King, huh? Come on, Jesus.
0: I'd like to go ahead and invite the team back up, ministry team. Yeah, y'all, y'all Bethel people. (laughs) Y'all come on back up. When we close and dismiss, I would like to invite you, if you still need ministry, I would invite you uh, to allow them to pray for you again, okay? Also, those of you who, uh, I know we have some out-of-town guests still, if you're able to come tomorrow morning, service is at 10 o'clock, so come on. Uh, Chris is going to be here and he's going to, he's going to bring it again. Those of you who are in town, if you don't have a church home, uh, come on, we'd love to have you come and at least so you can hear, um, hear what Chris has to say tomorrow. And we just love to have you uh, join with us. Anybody have a good time this weekend? Amen. And again, I just want to remind you of the offering. If you would like to to sow into his ministry, that doesn't mean you're paying for your healing. So let's let's just laugh at that lie. But we just want to <laughs> but we just want to bless the man of God. Amen. 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 So uh, well, as soon as we dismiss, remember, uh, come and let these precious ones minister to you. Father, we thank you for what you did tonight. And we thank you for the, the miracles that haven't manifested yet but will manifest. We celebrate and thank you for that too. And Father, we're so looking forward to tomorrow for the grand finale of what you're gonna do. And we just bless you, Jesus. And I thank you most of all that not only are we receiving our healings, but we're gonna live a lifestyle of freely giving so we're freely freely receiving, so we're gonna freely give. And I just thank you, Father, for your encouragement for your blessing, for your healing, and your love, just because you love us. And we just give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening.